The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome into Stack in the Box. I am Matt Verderam alongside Josh Hill. I have returned from San Francisco, so if you're wondering where the podcast was last week, our apologies, but uh, we are back in action, and there's a lot to talk about. Look, we're going to leave this thing off with free agency and kind of a reaction, and we can still get into all that. We talked about it uh, in the last episode, and really in real time as it was happening, um, and, and so uh, we did cover a good amount of that, but we got to start this show with Rob Gronkowski who retired on Sunday, or at least announced his retirement. He'll be officially retiring this week. Um, Whether or not he's fully, finally retired, we'll get into that. But there's a lot to unpack. Look, Gronk is one of the rare guys who's retiring before he's 30 years old, and you can make a real strong argument he's the best of all time at his position. Um, He's a guy who's incredibly accomplished almost universally across the board, whether you want to talk about all pro teams, pro bowls, stats, rings, uh, fame. I mean, Gronk is uh, an iconic player. And so uh, we'll get into all that. And, Hill, I'll, I'll let you jump in the conversation. I mean, what is your thoughts and what are your what was your initial thought uh, on Sunday when you saw that, that Gronk was hanging him up? I mean, I wasn't surprised. We kind of saw this coming as far back as last year. I mean, in Minneapolis at the Super Bowl, he was like, well, you know, I have to think about my future a little bit, which is fair. I mean, we wrote about it during the year at the end there where it's like, this dude's body is so beat up. Like, it is incredible that he's been able to do it. Like, yeah, he played for 10 years-ish years. He's only 30, but, I mean, he's like at least 45 in football years. And that's young. That's being That's being conservative. That is... His body has gone through so much. It seems like just yesterday, the, uh, I think it was the divisional round or the championship. I think it was the divisional round against Houston. Like he comes back 
that's the first time he had that arm brace on yep. where it's like a bionic yep. arm and it's just like this dude's insane the punishment that he put his body through he is the embodiment of the patriot way he is i'm putting my body on the line because tom brady's my boy because i'm playing for bill belichick and we're gonna go out and win super bowls and it worked like he going out on top he just won a super bowl back to back or not back to back but i mean three of the last four or whatever that yep. was so like yeah. um, but he went to back to back super bowls he's been there the guy is accomplished. He is the Patriot way. And, I mean, I'll toss back to you on this, but my observation from it was not so much about Gronk and kind of taking a step back and looking at the Patriots dynasty as a whole, where we're always caught in these conversations about Belichick and Brady. Who's going to go first? This dynasty has existed for so long and has been at a height for so long that a guy's entire Hall of Fame career has come and gone and the dynasty's still there. Brady and Belichick are still there. Like, that to me is incredible. Like, Gronk's career, it is what it is. Like, I mean, it's incredible. But the fact that it existed within this even larger thing that is the Patriots dynasty, that's my, that's, that's my big takeaway from this. It just encompasses how awesome and mighty this entire run has been. Yeah, look, I, I agree with all of that. Played nine years, man. It's a five-time Pro Bowl or four-time All-Pro, first-team All-Pro. We won three Super Bowls. We played in four. Or the team got far. I should say he was actually out for one of them. Um, but he played, you know, the last three years. New England's been in all three of the last Super Bowls. Yeah. He's been incredible. I, I don't mean to oversimplify, but it was 79 regular season touchdowns. We've been there 12 in the postseason. Um, the most dominant all-around tight end I've ever seen. Look, you can make an argument. I would make the argument that Tony Gonzalez was a better receiving tight end. Mm-hmm. You could even throw guys like Shannon Sharp, Antonio Gates, Jason Witten into, into all those categories. But when you start to talk about a guy who could do it all, nobody blocked like Gronk in that category. No, okay, Gronk was a devastating blocker. And I wrote in a column uh, yesterday, on Sunday, on Fansided, as kind of just a reaction to the news. And so, look, if you go back and look at the playoffs this year, like Gronk was – kind of slowing down throughout the regular season. He had some injuries, as he usually does. In the playoffs, in those three games, he missed a total of six offensive snaps. And all six were against the Chargers in a game that was a massacre by halftime. Okay? He set the tone. And in the Super Bowl, he had two huge catches late in the game. Had six catches, 87 yards against the Chiefs. He had a couple of huge catches. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your cat. Take a nap. Meow till I get food. Get food. Walk away from food. Move to couch. See human. Give cold shoulder. Take a nap. Meow till I get your food. Your pet has a food. very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Move to couch. Aggressively clean myself. Take a nap. Meow till I get food. Get coverage get- for your pets with anti-auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty insurance company and affiliates coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms fourth quarter and in overtime they don't win the super bowl they don't get to the super bowl without rob gronkowski Mm -mm. and so look when i think about him there's always this question of already of will he be a hall of famer hell yeah he's gonna be a hall of famer he's gonna be a first ballot hall of famer if he doesn't get in the hall of fame what are we even talking about i mean he is a dominant force of nature to me the hall of fame there's, there's different levels of it, but the elite guys, the guys like a Lawrence Taylor or guys like a Joe Montana, can you talk about the position that they played without mentioning them? There's no chance no. you can mention tight end in the history of it without talking about Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski was a devastating force of nature 
who, ironically, everybody always said, well, he's so big, he's going to be indestructible. It almost made him a target. Yeah. And really, that was almost his downfall in some ways. But, like, he came in like a lion in in the NFL draft back in 2010, okay? Dancing around, banging heads with his brothers and his dad mm. at Radio City Music Hall. <laughs> and he went out in an Instagram post. And maybe that was the way it needed to be. But he, look, to me, I'll miss watching him. He was a phenomenal talent. I enjoyed watching him, too. And, like, so the thing with Gronk is, and you said it really well, it's not the time that he missed. It's not the way that he played. It's the injuries that he sustained. It's not, and I wrote about this, actually, a couple of months ago uh, when it looked like the end was near for him. And I mean, now we know that he's retired, but at the time I was assuming he would, you know, he, he only missed 25 games in his entire career. And he's part of his legacy is how banged up he was, how many injuries he played with the torn ACL or against the Browns, whatever yep. he gets flipped. And that was back in 2013. Okay. He bounced back and played 15 games in 2014. Last year, not this, but the Super Bowl year that they lost to the Eagles, he played in 16 games following a 2016 year where he missed eight games. So it's, you have guys who get injured, and then they come back. Gronk was consistently injured his entire career. I can't remember a time since that ACL injury in 2013 where he was healthy. It was always, and that's also what makes him so incredible because you get a guy who's quote-unquote injury-prone, and it ruins their career. That's it. Like, that's the downside. That's the downturn, and there's no coming back from that. Gronk somehow is so incredible that he was injury prone his entire career, essentially. And not once did it, did it, you know, ruin his production. Not once did it stop the Patriots from getting to a Super Bowl. Not once did it stop him from putting together an incredible season. So I think as, as devastating as the injuries are and how directly it, they affect his retirement, I think. It's part of his awesome legacy. He was this Greek god type of player. Like physically, he's huge, and he is just extremely buff. So he has the physique of a Greek god, but his mythology is that this guy was injured, but he wasn't ever really injured. And I think that that goes back to the Patriot way, too. And I also think this is a lot about Gronk, who's remembered a lot as kind of this doofus guy, you know, the Gronk spike and the Gronk boat, and he's eating Tide Pods and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, it takes a hell of a smart guy to look at himself and say, you know what, I'm putting my team, I'm putting my teammates, I'm putting the goal that we have together ahead of my own self-brand, which is incredible considering Gronk is a brand. Like, it's, it's, he's amazing, and yeah. I'm going to miss him. Like, I, I don't think we're going to appreciate it until he's gone. Well, you know, you're right about this idea that he was this big, lovable doofus. And he was a big, lovable yeah. doofus, but... The point that people miss with him is to play nine years with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and to be as great as he was, you got to love football. You got to work your ass off. You got to live football. And for him to, to have done that in that environment, yeah, the, the guy was committed as all get out. Yeah. I, I think sometimes people look at it and go, oh, yo, he was just a big guy and he was just really athletically gifted. And, nope. you know, Brady threw it up to him and he made a play or two. No, that's not. Okay. That's not the way it works. There are plenty of big guys in the NFL who should physically be able to dominate, and they don't, okay? There's plenty of guys out there. You know, I'll throw a name out there to, to all you fine folks. Okay, Brad Cottom. <laughs> you know the hell Brad Cottom is? Of course you don't. You know why? Because he sucked. 
He, the Chiefs drafted him in the third round, I believe, back in like 20, oh, like maybe 08 or 2010 or something. Like and he was this big guy. He was like six seven or something out of Tennessee. He blew. I don't even know if he made a catch in the NFL. So when people just say, oh, well, you know, he's this big guy and every, every advantage was his. Well, no, look, yeah, yeah, he had a big frame, no question. But he was great because he made himself great. And his persona off the field is what it is. But he was a great player, a genuine guy. Now, whether he's actually retired or not, we're going to find out. <laughs> I kind of lean toward that he is. I just think there's going to be so many other avenues for him to pursue in life. Oh, yeah that he's okay with it and he'll just move on. He rides into the sunset, a, a champion. Um, maybe time proves me wrong. I just think a lot of times guys come back because they, they're just, just so hyper-competitive. Nothing else that replaces that in their life. I think he's going to have so many options that he'll find plenty of things that replace it for him. You don't see a Michael Jordan moment. I'm back. It's week 14, 15, and they're like, one more run here. I don't think Jordan and Gronk are wired the same. <laughs> I don't think so either. Although, to your point, I will say, you know, I even I call him a doofus, but like he's an incredibly smart football player. Like you talked about how great of a blocker he is. Blocking schemes in the NFL, specifically in Bill Belichick's system, are incredibly complex. It's not as simple as here's a guy, push your body into him, and something Gronk could do because he's a behemoth of a man. It takes an incredibly smart football person to execute a Bill Belichick, Tom Brady offense. So I think that as much as we want to make fun of Gronk, and as much of it is part of his lovable goofball personality, I think it's time, and it's long overdue, that we acknowledge he's an incredibly smart football player, which is one of the highest compliments you can pay a guy. Um, Before we move on to how this affects the AFC, let's run down a couple of other guys who, quote-unquote, retired early because now the conversation is going to be Gronk only played what 10 years something like that nine years did he retire too early you know he's 30 years old Barry Sanders is a name that comes to mind Calvin Johnson who are both ironically Detroit Lions it's not ironic there's a reason they both retired early as Lions Um, you know Robert Smith I remember watching him when I grew up in Minnesota for the Vikings he's a guy some people say Joe Thomas walked away a little too early Patrick Willis is somebody we don't hardly talk about at all who's one of the most dominant linebackers at the time when he played for the 49ers he retired too early you could say where do you put Gronk in that group of players who are clearly upper echelon Hall of Fame caliber players who, to their benefit, didn't hang around forever, which there's no bad thing about it. Not everybody can be Brett Favre. Sometimes, you know, even a doofus like Gronk can say, you know, I've had enough. I think I'm good now. I put him in the same class as a guy, Calvin Johnson. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't know that there's even an argument. Barry Sanders, I may even put in a class above them because to me, people, Cowboy fans get rankled about this. Barry Sanders is a whole other level Oh, yeah. Front. Easy. He had you and me blocking up front, and Scott Mitchell as his quarterback and was running for 1,800 yards a season. I mean, oh, it yeah. was – look, if you put him behind the Great Wall of Dallas, I'm not exaggerating when I say – I really think there would have been a year he would have ran for like 2,300 yards. Yeah, oh, yeah. Easy. He was unbelievable. So, look, I, I think Gronk, though – I think Gronk, again, at his position, I think it's the greatest all-around tight end ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but So, I throw him right at the top of those those guys. I do. Um, my question now moving forward is, look, every year we have this conversation. Yep. What about the Pats? Are they done? Is this time for another team? And, and every year I say the same thing. Well, you know, 
I'm not going to pick against them, but here are some teams. And then, of course, I should have just stopped after the first part of the sentence because they go to the Super Bowl and they usually win. Now with Gronk being gone, we already pretty much know how free agency played out. I mean, there are some names out there, but nothing that is of of major note. Mm -hmm. Um, Is the Gronk retirement enough to swing the balance of power in the AFC considering what we saw in free agency around the league, what we saw with the Pats, and now this retirement? I mean, I'm in the same boat as you were. I'm like, I can't bet against the Patriots until they give me a reason to. Um, I, it is worth noting, though, and I think that this is going to be a narrative that gets hammered into the ground, especially when it comes to fantasy football people, is what did the Patriots' offense look like when Gronkowski was hurt? What did it look like when he wasn't there? And it's apples to oranges because the offense, the, the wide receiver core is different every single year. Like, Chris Hogan was a thing last year, whereas, like, you know, Danny Amendola was a part of it a couple of years ago. And it's just basically swapping guys in and out. You know, Belichick tried to go out and get Adam Humphreys, which is like your stereotypical white guy slot receiver. And also, it continues to establish this bizarre Tampa to New England pipeline. It's like, like Eric Blunt, Logan Makins, like a bunch of which never works out well for the Bucks. but that's neither here nor there. Um, Mike, what, what the Patriots offense looks like without Gronk is the key question. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. And I think that we all have this conversation about who is the architect? Is it Brady or is it Belichick? If one of those guys goes, is the other one able to succeed without the other? Both of those guys are still there. Gronk was a major cog in that whole machine. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we just spent, you know, the last 15 minutes waxing poetic about how great he is. Rightfully so. But he's not Brady and he's not Belichick. So until one of those guys has a misstep, until one of those guys gets bested or outsmarted, that's when I'm going to be like, okay, now there's cause for concern for the Patriots. But to your point, I think there are teams not playing to the home crowd here, but I think the Chiefs, who were a interception penalty away from going to the Super Bowl last year. D4 doesn't get flagged. Different conversation because maybe Gronk doesn't retire. Won't be having D4 day at the stadium anytime, <laughs> so let me tell you that much. Well, he's not getting welcomed back. And the, I don't uh, think 49ers so. come to town. I don't, th- I don't think he's going for the ring of honor. Just going to toss that out there. I think that's a safe, uh, uh, safe bet. I don't think so. But, you know, they're, they're a D4 mistake away from going to the Super Bowl. Maybe we're having a different conversation where Gronk's not retiring on top. Uh, a lot of things about that team still scare me. Defensively, they they go out and get Honey Badger, upgrade at safety, but they lose Justin Houston, who I think puts the Colts on this list because the Colts were pretty damn good last year, underrated. Um, that defense got better. The offense looks good. Andrew Luck is kind of the same thing like a Brady, where it's like if he's in that offense, we're having a different conversation about the Colts' outcome for yep. their season. You know, I would say the Texans are in the conversation there. No, they're not. The Browns. The Browns are in the conversation. Browns are... What about the Chargers? Chargers in the conversation. Because the Chargers well, are interesting. Let me, let me start with this, actually. This, the, you actually said something that made me think, and that's always scary. But <laughs> yes. oh, if, if D. Ford isn't offsides on that play, mm-hmm. he's online to the neutral zone. You remember how the rest of that play played out? How? The ball went right through Gronk's hands. Ooh, interesting. And various Ward picks it off. Interesting. How different is everything? Not that he wouldn't be – I mean, he'd still be a first battle of fame. He'd oh, still be great. But the lasting memory 
would have been the ball going right through his hands mm-hmm. and getting picked off. That would have been the last play of his career. That's... And instead, it's him playing the Super Bowl. Yeah. D four is getting a fruit basket right about now. There, okay? there you um, go. Well, that, that also play, that, that you could easily see if we're going down like an alternate universe. Like that is easily the image of late career Gronk. Like you're 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 completely right. Like we're having a completely different conversation about his legacy because it's like he's hoisting the Super Bowl trophy. And we're like, okay, there we go. There's Gronk. Look at him. He overcame. I mean, I said to myself, he overcame all these injuries to be this Greek god player. Whereas you've got it slipping through his hands. It's, oh, see, look, he broke down at the end. He play, you know, Maybe he should have retired after the Philly Super Bowl, even though they lost. Like it's, you're right. It's, that's you could incredible. go back and play a lot of this stuff over if D. Ford's lined up correctly. Because I wonder, are the Chiefs cutting all these guys? Do the Chiefs fire Bob Sutton? Do the Pats just sit there in free agency and do nothing? There's gonna, I'll tell you right now, Brady would have had, what, three picks in that game? Just so. three? So we, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank if it was two or three. Maybe that would have been the second one. I can't remember for the life of me right now. Um, and maybe it would have been two for him. But regardless, there would have been this, this talk about how he threw two back-breaking picks in the fourth quarter. He's over 40 years old. Can he do it anymore? I mean, look, we all know how narratives play out in sports. Oh, yeah. And in life. Like, that would have been the narrative. And it would have been the Kansas City's now clearly better than them. And they're the team to beat. My feeling on this... My feeling on whether or not the Pats are still the favorite is Tyreek Hill. If Tyreek Hill is on the Chiefs come September, and look, we don't have to get into this whole thing. Anybody who's been paying any attention to football understands what the the situation is with Tyreek Hill, okay? The real, real brief version of it is there was a report by the Kansas City Star that Tyreek Hill is being investigated for – uh, what was battery against his three-year-old son mm-hmm. with the incident resulting in a broken arm for his son. Now, not sure if if that is the case. I mean, that was a source telling the Kansas City Star that. Whether or not that kid's arm was broken due to battery, we don't know. We don't know if it was and it was Tyreek Hill or it was someone else. I mean, it, there's a lot of vagueness. That's why I said, look, I, I really just won't comment on it beyond that. I just have no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. Nobody seems to really know what happened. Uh, he has not been charged with anything. And so I'll let the legal system play itself out. But the star is reporting that he's being investigated for it. Now, if Tyreek Hill is on the Chiefs roster come September and he plays out the year with them, I think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. I do. Because my feeling on it is, everybody's going to say, well, God, they cut Eric Berry. Eric Berry's played four games in two years, and mm-hmm. they lost all four of them, by the way. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't matter. I, nothing against Eric Berry. He's a great player in his prime. But, like, Tyron Matthew is not replacing Eric Berry. He's replacing Eric Murray. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, Ford and Houston, that's a whole other ball of wax. Okay, those are two really good players. The Chiefs believe internally that Breland Speaks can replace Houston. We'll see. I'm doubtful of that, but we'll see. They signed Alex Okafor, who is a good player. He's not D4, but I think the Chiefs are going to load up on pass rush in the draft. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I think, look, the Chiefs ultimately, the Chiefs are 31st in the league last year defensively, even with those guys. They're not going to be a whole hell of a lot worse. In fact, Nolo replacing Sutton is going to raise all boats on oh, that yeah. defense because Sutton was atrocious. Okay? So the offense is unchanged. If, if Hills are, they still have all these guys. Mahomes is now with a year of, of, of experience under his belt. They proved that they weren't going to shrink in the playoffs because they annihilated Indianapolis. Yeah, I think the, I think for me, 
the Pats losing Gronk, losing Flowers. I know they added Bennett into the fold. Guskowski, we'll see if he comes back. He's still out there. They lose Trent Brown. I think right now, yeah, the Chiefs are the, are the best team in the AFC. But if Hill's gone... Different story. Then, then, to me, then it's wide open. Then you've got... I still think Kansas City's involved because when you have Mahomes and Reed, you're going to... Just like Brady and Belichick, but yeah. just, you know, to a lesser degree, the Chiefs are going to win games because they have those two guys. And they have Kelsey and they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll score points. But if, if Hill's not there, then you get to New England, Kansas City, L.A., Indianapolis. Those, to me, are the four best teams mm-hmm. in the AFC. Okay, and I think they're throw them in a bag and mix them up. If if Hill's not around, everybody's going to talk about Cleveland, and I'll leave my comment at this. I think Cleveland's really talented and they're interesting. I have no idea what Freddie Kitchens is. Nope. And I've never seen Cleveland win anything. Mm-mm. I've got to see. It's, look, it's one thing to be fun and exciting, and there's no pressure on you. It's quite another when everybody thinks. You should go 11-5. and five. Oh, You yeah. should win the division. You should be competing with Kansas City and New England. You should be right in the mix with Indianapolis and Los Angeles. I think the Browns are a playoff team. But I don't see them going into Gillette or going into Arrowhead and winning those games yet. Maybe that'll change my mind come Thanksgiving. But right now, that's where I am on Cleveland. Would you say, so, playoff game, AFC wild card weekend. We're looking into the future. I just came back in my DeLorean and I say, hey, Verderam. <laughs> Colts and the Browns are meeting up in Indianapolis. Who you got? It's in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. What if it's in Cleveland? <sighs> I'd have to see how Cleveland played throughout the year, but probably Cleveland. I don't think there's that big of a difference. Because the one thing with the Colts that still bothers me, look, I have a lot of respect for Justin Houston. I think he's going to really mm-hmm. help them. My problem with the Colts is that defense still, if, if, if you look at them, there's just a lot of holes. Yeah. Now, they got draft capital. And that's, look, we're going to revisit all this come May oh, because yeah. these teams are going to draft. But as of right now, if, look, I hate to do this because I think it's a waste of time. But if you said power rank them, <laughs> as the teams are right now yeah. in the AFC, Chiefs, Pats, Chargers, Colts, Browns, Texans. There's my top six. They're not a bad top six. And by the way, and Houston fans, are, I'm going to eventually go outside and get kneecapped over this. <laughs> yes. Um to me, there's a drop-off after the, the 15. Yeah. Because I just, I don't believe in the coach. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't believe in the coach. We've said that for a long time. We've talked about this forever. And their offensive line gave up 62 sacks last year. They did nothing. Like, that is one thing with the Texans. I'll just never say. They had the third most cap space. Why don't you go sign Roger Saffold? Why don't you go spend some money on a Trent Brown? And maybe, okay, look, you want to say, hey, look, we think Trent Brown got overpaid. Fine. But go sign a, go sign Mitch Morse. No, yeah. Go sign Matt Paradis. Go sign Daryl Williams of the Panthers instead of Matt Khalil. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing? It's just, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm mm. calling up Brian Gain, the general manager, every single day and just going, hey, uh, hey, Bry, uh, I'm going to die if, if we don't. He, he fix couldn't the fly offensive. last year because his lung would have popped. I mean, like. It's insane. And they, they just year it in, year out. It's like, uh, hopefully, Sean can bail us out because he's not getting any help with the coaching staff and the line can't block. And to me, look, you can win games in the regular season when you've got Watson and you have De- mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins and yeah. Lamar Miller. And okay, fine, right? And they, pretty solid front seven. But when you get to the playoffs and you play these teams like Indianapolis, as, as was shown, by the way, last year, like Kansas City, like the Pats, and you get teams with really good head coaches with talent, they annihilate teams like Houston. Mm-hmm. Because they just pick apart their weaknesses. And they're going to outcoach them every time. And so, 
I think the AFC is really interesting. But if Tyreek Hill's there, I do think Gronk leaving is, 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 is the impetus for Kansas City to be the best team in the AFC. Because right now, Hill, okay, you're the patch. You're going three wide with a tight end right now. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you tell me who your three wide and the tight end is? No. It's Julian Edelman. It's Philip Dorsett. Oh. And, and then, like, Chris Hogan's a free agent. Cordell Patterson's a free agent. I mean, I'm not even kidding. I don't even know who the tight end is right now. They're atrocious at those positions. That, like, I'm not sitting here saying that Brady and Belichick can't figure something out and you know then go 12 and 4. What I am saying is, I will, I will say this. If Edelman gets hurt, oh yeah, I, I don't know how they move the football in the. I don't care how great Brady is. Now I suspect they will add some players here in the draft. And yeah. I could also see, and it's been talked about on Twitter. This is my idea. This is just in general. AJ Green, I can see the Pats just being like, "Here's a here's a second and a third round pick." Yeah, we want AJ Green. Which, by the way, AJ Green is going to be interesting to watch because if something does happen with Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. Chiefs have a ton of extra picks next year. Like that could be a bidding war to the hilt between those two teams, oh, especially after what we saw with Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham, the two best receivers in football getting traded this yeah. offseason. Yeah, which I mean. We were, we talked about it in the last podcast about how free agency was kind of lukewarm. It was like whatever. This off season has been saved by a bunch of really random things. Gronk yeah, retiring, the top two receivers in the league getting traded to new teams. Like, a lot of movement. My goodness. By the way, two thoughts about what you just said. The first one, I would not be surprised that TJ Hawkinson, the the yep. Hawkeyes kid from Iowa, wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots went out and got him. Or Noah Fant is the other one. Yep. Could Both see them first rounders. because which circles around the other thing that I had to say. You're right. You would never. I could, you know, have kidnapped your family and said that you need to name the New England Patriots tight end. Not that you don't love your family. You just don't know. Nope. Like, let me tell you. Have you ever heard of Steven Anderson? Nope. He's number one on the depth chart right now. Number Not 89. Great. Matt Lacosse. Number 89 in the program, number one in your heart. He's double zero in the program. Oh, so no. He's a double oh, he's, zero. He's a less talented Jim Otto. Jacob Hollister is number three on the depth chart. <sighs> That's brutal. And Ryan Izzo. Ryan Izzo's like a linebacker, I'm pretty sure. He's doubling as a tight end. I, Probably, but he's number 85, wow. and he's fourth on the depth chart for tight ends. That's so. atrocious. I, I mean, and that's what the Patriots are dealing with, which is kind of, you know— to our point about Brady and Belichick are what they are, I mean, not going to bet against them until they give us a reason not to. Yep. That tight end core, like you even want to call it that, is a uh, bunch of guys. Like you and me, we should go try out. Yeah, like, I'm shot. pretty sure we'll get like maybe third on the depth. Yeah, chart. we're both slow white guys. Yeah, Matt Lacosse. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. Which I'm sorry it's if, I am, if I'm saying it wrong. We're not going to be here much that's longer. <laughs> like, if they pre- were to replay that AFC title game right now, and they're not going to, and New England's not giving back the Lombardi Trophy. But my point is just we were talking about: is it enough to swing the AFC balance? You're telling me that team scoring 37 points? Nope, no chance. Now, I, again, I expect them to add guys in the draft, maybe even trade for somebody. But New England clearly is going to have to go with being a power run team, throw the ball a little bit here. and there. I mean, they're just not built to throw the football. Even if they go out and add one guy, like, oh, yeah. okay. I mean, that's all fine and well. But Gronk was so incredibly valuable because you could do anything with him. Just put him out wide, put him in the slot, put him in line, let him block, let him go out and catch the ball. I can't do it anymore. So... That's a that's a big deal. Um, is there any other team that we haven't mentioned that you would throw in there? You throw into the mix as a team that you think could maybe not even usurp New England, but just 
you know, be worthy of talking about in the AFC as, as the dynamics kind of uh, shifted? I think so. Tie a bow around the Gronk conversation because we talked about the draft and we talked about the, you know, bag of balls that they have playing at the blocking dummy that they have at tight end. Jared Cook apparently is going to sign with the New Orleans Saints. That may yep. or may not be in jeopardy now that there's a huge opening for a very good team. But after that, Austin Safarian Jenkins, this is according to our fan side at NFL Tracker, free agent tracker. Austin Safarian Jenkins is the next best guy. Antonio Gates, I mean, like, G- Gates the AARP cards coming along with that. And then you get down to, like, Luke Wilson, who wasn't really good in Seattle. I mean, he was all right. Like, it's, this, this is going to be a tough one. For the Patriots. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Ted, wake up. Huh? You look exactly like me. I am you, Ted, from the future. You need to call Progressive. What? Why? Well, they have 24-7 protection when you bundle your home and auto, and my teleportation cube just smashed into your car. Wait, you crashed into my car? Technically, it's our car. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Now, that, listen, it's going to be very, very interesting. I know in the past they've lost people, and it's, it's always, well, they're knowing when they'll figure it out. And maybe they will, but they haven't lost him. Yep. I mean, that, and, when they, and by the way, and, and for people who will say, well, they've lost him to injury. For, yeah, but they had a lot of guys around that team at that time. Like, they've won Super Bowls with him not on the field like Atlanta, and that's all fine and well, and that's true. Uh-huh. But guess what? The defense was a lot better that year. And you look at that offense, that team had guys like Danny Amendola, who in that offense were really good, solid players. Mm-hmm. This team, they, they don't have that. They got, what, I think Edelman's 32. Like, they're old. So, look. I'm not counting them out. Don't get me wrong. I, like I said, I power ranked them second in the conference. And if they, if they went to Kansas City right now and played the age title game, I would pick the Chiefs. But would I be shocked if New England won the game? No. No. Of course not. So, like, that's where I stand on it. Um, you know, we've talked about it, and we'll continue to talk about this. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a big story. New England's trying to go to his fourth straight Super Bowl. Yeah. Only one team's ever done it, the Bills, with far <laughs> less success than those boys got so there. Well yeah. That. What do you think? What do you think? I'll, I'll, and this is my team, and I'm not saying that they're going to usurp the Patriots, but they're a team for me to watch in a big way next year. You may get to week 13, 14, and you're like, oh man, they're really in it here in the AFC West or the AFC East. Uh, New York Jets. Sam Darnold, his first year with Adam Gase, who's, playing, who's coaching with a chip on his shoulder after everything that happened in Miami. Never, I would say that it's not unfair to say that Adam Gase didn't get a fair shake. In Miami, he's he's saddled to Ryan Tannehill, and then he had to do what he. I mean, the Jake Cutler year, like, come on, that's a lost year if there ever was a lost year. Now he goes to New York, where he's got Sam Darnold. They just add Le'Veon Bell, which I don't want to put too much stock in because I hate free agent signings that you say, "Ooh, this team won free agency," because no team that won free agency ever won anything once the regular season rolled around. Uh, but the one thing that I like about it, offensively, we'll see what it is because they do just have a bunch of guys at receiver. We'll see what Darnold's made of. Right. Um, that defense was attractive to us before when Todd Bowles was still there with Jamal Adams, Leonard Williams. Now they add C.J. Mosley, like Tremaine Johnson's in another year. Like what, what that defense looks like is ultimately, I think, going to decide what the team is. But they're a dark horse to make some noise. I don't think that they're going to usurp New England, but I think that they're going to be right there with them 
as they get deeper and deeper into the year, I'm not shocked at all if they end up being a wild card team. That's my, my early, my early offseason dying on this hill. The Jets, watch them. I find it very interesting uh, what the Jets have done. They have spent a ton of money. I normally look at teams who spend a lot of money, and I say I'm not a fan. I think teams that do that end up just being in cap hell three years later, cutting half these guys. Yeah. But I am a big believer, and if you're going to pay big money, get a player who's a really good to great player and get a guy who's in his mid-20s. And they did that with Mosley and with Bell. So I don't mind it. I thought Crowder was on decent money, and Crowder's a decent player, so that tracks. It's fine. They trade for assembly. Yeah, I I, I really like that, actually. He can play. They got Tom, um, Tom Compton from the Vikings. He's like, whatever, but it's like, you know. It's not going nuts about Tom Compton. Offensive line depth. Look, I'm not, <laughs> and, you know, Tom Compton's out there furious just scribbling a note right now. Um, no, listen, I think, I think it's a fair, interesting uh, point. So, uh, with that being said, that wraps up Stacking the Box for this week. I want to thank our sponsors, of course, as always, Fanatics. Go to uh, fanatics.fanside.com, get 20% off shipping with the word fan-sided as your code and as i always say they have everything from hats to t-shirts to to any kind of accessory or memorabilia you can think of fanatics has you covered uh, and of course jerseys you need a bunch of new jerseys now your team's got yeah. a bunch of new players so go out and get those um thanks again for dealing with us last week uh, that was on me for not being around i was out in san francisco working on a story for fan-sided um and uh and so that uh that's my bad um, although I got to tell you, I don't, I don't totally regret it. Man, it was 70, it was sunny, it was beautiful. Um, so that being said, though, I am not traveling again until July. And, uh, and then uh, not again, I think till like literally next year, senior bowl. So I'm in it to win it. That's right. Um, up, folks. And we're going to have a lot of new stuff for you here in the coming weeks. It's stacking the box. Going to work on getting a lot of guests who I think you're going to all be interested in listening to. Um, it's going to be really exciting, really fun. Uh, new NFL calendar league year, uh, new Hill and Verdurin. So uh, thank you again for listening. Please subscribe to iTunes or Stack in the Box on iTunes rather. Uh, and and feel free to, to follow us on Twitter at Stack in the Box. Hit us up, whether it be Hill or I, in a, in a, you know, in a tweet or in an email. We're always happy to listen. And of course, go to Fansided for everything that you want to read from the NFL, the NBA, the entertainment, so on and so forth. Baseball now coming back this week. Go A's. Damn trash. So on two already. Um, but uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.